I'm very happy to be with you today. We've enjoyed several days with our children, and I feel honored to stand here this morning, and I believe that I have a a message for you that uh, will help you in your soul winning. You want to be a soul winner, don't you, huh? Wouldn't you like to be the reason that somebody knows the Lord? And you know somebody out there, you are the only one in the world that will ever win them to Christ. That's the truth. And to carry that means you're carrying a burden. You pray, Lord, bring us together. Let us meet somewhere. I remember one day in uh, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, we're all creatures of ego, and I guess I'm the world's worst. I felt like when I moved there, I needed an Atlanta address, you know, just ego. Lived in a little town down south called uh, Stockbridge. They ain't no punch in Stockbridge. Who wants to live in Stockbridge? Atlanta? Oh, oh yeah. So I wanted an Atlanta address, so I live in Stockbridge. So I go uptown and get me a mailbox. So about three times a week, I drive up there and get my mail. And uh, I uh, drove up there one day, and there was no parking place. I thought, oh, boy, now i got to do some walking. So I found a spot about three blocks away. And walking to the post office, I passed by a bar, and it was just jumping. I mean, it was moving in that place. And the Holy Ghost said to me, you need to go in there. I said, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the devil. And I walked on, huffed on up to the post office. I said, what in the world brought that thought through my mind? And I got my mail, and I went back to the car, and I passed by that bar. And the Lord said, you really need to go in there. I said, God, I ain't going in no bar. I, I, I left that off a long time ago. So I went on to the car. I got in the car. I'm looking through my mail. The Lord said, you're about to miss it. You need to go in there. I got out of the car, and I walked back down the street in front of the bar. I looked up and down the street. You see if anybody, you know, if I knew anybody. And I ducked in. I went and sat down at the bar, and the bartender said, What'll it be? I said, Give me a Diet Coke, please. He slid it across the bar, and I paid him, and I'm sipping on my Coke, and a guy comes walking up and said, You just look like a preacher. I said, I am. He said, What are you doing in here? I said, I don't know. Maybe it's you. Are you the reason I'm in here? And he said, can I talk to you? I said, sure. I followed him over to his table, and when he turned around and sat down, there was a tear just dripped out of his eye. And I said, son, let's let's get out of here. Let's go where we can talk. He said, I'm a backslid preacher, Pentecostal. He said, my wife left me. He said, I left my, lost my grip. And he said, I've thrown everything in, and I'm the most miserable man you've ever met. I said, let's, let's go where we can talk about this. I took him to the church, and when the sun went down, 
he had prayed through to a fresh experience in the Holy Ghost, and he preached the gospel the rest of his life. Hallelujah. And I've thought a lot of times, and he has a son that's a full-time evangelist now. I've thought a lot of times, what if I had went to my own understanding and refused to listen to that still, small voice? That man might have died lost. He didn't have long left, just two or three years, and that was all he had. I'm glad that God can lead us cross paths with somebody that's hungry. And, you know, the Bible says, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. Uh, we've got to be a part of it. And if we're working for the Lord, you, you might as well just quit because I don't think He ever called anybody to work for Him. He has called us to work with Him. We are laborers together with Christ. You can get burned out and get a bad attitude working for the Lord. You can get downright nasty working for the Lord. Oh, I've seen it. Well, there's examples in the Bible. Jesus stopped by the house of Mary and Martha. Boy, they were so happy to see him. And Martha hot-footed it for the kitchen. And man, pretty soon, you know, whatever she's cooking, maybe some curry, ooh, it began to smell. And it was wonderful. But pretty soon she's in that doorway with her hands on her hips and her hair hanging in her sweaty face. And Jesus, I'm out here cooking a good curry for you. And look at Mary sitting right here at your feet doing nothing. Tell her to come and help me. What a, what a spirit to be working for the Lord. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about many things. But one thing is needful. And Mary has chosen that good part, and she's not going to be dragged away from it. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm glad I know to work with the Lord is the answer. What are we doing today, Jesus? Let me be a part of it. Just show me what you want me to do. And I want to be a part of what you are doing. What God wants us is to become a product of the Word. We were first a product of His love, and that didn't work. I'd like to read some scripture to you today from this precious Word of God in uh, uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and verses 3 through 7. I think we can read it on the wall there. Through faith... We understand that the worlds were framed by the Word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. This Bible is not written in a legal language. It is not written in a scientific language. It is not written in a language of debate, but it is written in a language of faith. You can believe it and receive it or doubt it and do without it. It's just that simple. By faith. We understand. And uh, that is that is it. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts, by it he being dead yet speaketh. Hallelujah. 
and on through verse 7. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith it is impossible to please him For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. By faith Noah, being warned of God, of things not yet seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the which he condemned the world and become heir of the righteousness which is by faith. Hallelujah. All right. Then I want to read to you John chapter 3, verses 3 through 7. I pray that God will be my helper today. Jesus answered, And said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answers, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I say unto thee, you must be born again. Hallelujah. All right. My subject this morning is products of the Word of God. And I want to begin with you in Genesis 1 and look at the things that are products of the Word of God. Now, you'll hear me make this statement a lot of times, but don't get sick of it because you've got to get it in your heart. Anything that is a product of the Word of God is sensitive to the Word of God, controlled by the Word of God, obedient to the Word of God. Now, listen at this. In Genesis 1 and 3, how beautiful. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Light was a product of the Word of God. Before the sun, there was a general light. Okay? All right. One and six, and God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters, and let it divide the waters from the waters. Hallelujah. All right. Verse nine, all of these things are products of the word. God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together into one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so, a product of the Word of God. Uh, Verse 14, please. And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven 
to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and the years. Also a product of the Word. He spoke it into existence by His wonderful Word. Verse 20, And God said, Let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of the heaven. That's where he made the fish. The fish were a product of the Word of God. And then verse 24, God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after his kind, cattle and creeping thing and beast of the earth after its kind. And it was so, according to the word of God. All of these things were products of the word of God, spoken into existence by the creative power of our great God. And then verse 26 and 27, he does something different. And he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, In the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. uh, He never made man until the seventh verse of the second chapter of Genesis. And the Lord God formed man out of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, a product of the Word of God? No. Everything was a product of the Word of God except man. Man was a product of the love of God, and he gave man his Word. But he made him in his own image, after his own likeness, and gave him the garden to live in, wanted to be just a companion to him, set up a rendezvous every day in the cool of the day, how would it be just to have a meeting, one-on-one relationship with Almighty God? That's what Adam had. But Adam wanted to be his own God, it seemed, when he disobeyed the one thing that God requested of them. You see, he spoke everything into existence by his word, except man. But God made man and then gave man his word. Everything that God made by his word is controlled by his word and responds to the word of God. Now, we have beautiful examples of this throughout the word of the Lord, but one that comes to my mind is Jonah. God called Jonah to preach. He told him, you go to Nineveh and cry out against the wickedness of that city. And Jonah said, "Uh, they they don't like preachers in Nineveh. Matter of fact, they're killing some of the prophets down there. 
And I don't know where he was, in the barber shop or where, but he saw that uh, it was a nice trip to Tarsus. So he went down to the dock, and he bought him a ticket, and he got on board a ship, and away he sailed toward Tarsus. If you don't want to obey God, I want you to know there's a ship to Tarsus every day, and you can take it. Amen. But it's not the healthy thing to do. Jonah got on board. Now, God said, I want you to go and cry out. God gave him a job to do. God was his companion. God wanted to be his friend. God wanted to manage his life. But Jonah knew better than God, he thought. And he said, no, I'm going to Tarsus. But you see, God had an old whale wallowing around out there in the deep. And that whale was a product of the Word of God. And when the storm arose, the sea also was a product of the Word of God. And so when the sailors began to unload the ship and throw the laden into the sea, the storm did not let up any. And finally Jonah confessed, and they threw him into the sea. Now that whale was out there, and he knew the voice of God. He knew the will of God. And all God had to say is, get him. And he got him. <laughs> and there he is in the depths of the sea. The Bible says seaweed wrapped around his neck. And he cried out to God. He saw the temple. He, he saw where he was. And he's about to drown and he said, God, I'll go if you'll just forgive me. And he spoke to the wheel again, and old Jonah gave him the stomach ache, and he pitched his groceries out on the beach. And Jonah, Jonah, I don't even know if he took time to take a bath. He headed for Nineveh. Amen. He obeyed the voice of God after he went through judgment and punishment and so much heartache and pain in his own life. What a terrible thing to have to have a whale to bring you around to God's way of thinking. <laughs> Amen. Another story. Jesus and his disciples walking along the road one day, and it's the time of figs. So they pass by this fig tree, and, and uh, I have a fig tree in my yard. I just love to go and pull a fig off of it and eat it when they're in. And that thing is loaded right now. It is getting time for figs, and I'm going home tomorrow. Hallelujah. My wife makes the best fig preserves you ever tasted. And this fig tree had leaves on it, but no figs. And the fig sprouts its little head out there before the leaf ever comes. So there was leaves there, so that meant it's supposed to have figs on it. And he pulled back the leaves. And there was no figs. And he cursed the tree. He said, let no fruit grow on you from now on. And they went on down the road. And a little while they came back. And the thing had withered and died right there where it was planted. It died from the root up. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Because the fig tree was a product of the Word of God. And it obeyed the Word of God. When he told it to die, it died. Amazing, isn't it? Huh? Well, he and his disciples was going across the sea in a little ship. 
Jesus had been teaching all day, and being a man, he he was weary. And he went and laid down in the hinder part of the ship on a pillow and was sleeping. And there arose a storm, a terrible storm. It uh, The thunder rolled, and the lightning wrote its mysterious language all over heaven, and the waves tossed the little ship, and the wind screamed, and and they come and shook the master and said, Carest thou not that we perish? I mean, they had forgotten his word. Because when they got in the boat, Jesus' statement was, Let's pass over to the other side. That meant only one thing. Every boat on that sea might sink, but there was one that was going to the other side. And they were in it. But they didn't know who he was. They shook him and said, Don't you care if we perish? He arose and said, All right, wind, that's enough. Come on, see, lay down, be here. Come on, see. And there was a great calm. And they marveled and said, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? It was because the wind and the sea were products of the Word of God. And these men were not at this time. Amazing, amazing. He had a multitude out on a little hillside, and its sun is going down and pulling down the shades of day, and night is beginning to come, and He turned to those disciples and said, feed this multitude. Well, there was 3,000 men plus the women and the children. And they said, Lord, it would take a hundred penny worth of bread to feed this crowd. Send them away home. Lord, it's far from town. All these faithless deductions they come up with as reasons why they could not do what the Lord asked them to do. And then they said, all we've got is this little boy's lunch, five loaves and two fishes. Or was it the other way? Five fishes and two loaves, (laughs) whichever don't matter. Because he took it, and he blessed it, and he began to break it. And he said, set the people down in companies and take a basket of bread and feed them and fish and feed them. It was no problem because both the bread and the fish were products of the Word of God, dead or alive. They responded to his Word and his will. And he fed the multitude of 3,000 men plus the women and the children with such a little bit of food. Because that was a product. When he looks at the world, he sees it as a harvest field. His prayer requests pray for the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Harvest is unprocessed bread. The wheat fields, if you please, in this particular case. And so 
He fed the multitudes. Hallelujah. One more thing. He came up on his disciples one day and he said, Children, have you any fish? Have you any meat? They said, Lord, no. We've toiled all night and we hadn't caught a thing. And they're just not running. There's no way today. We're just disappointed fishermen today. He said, cast your net on the other side of the boat for a draught of fishes. And they wanted to argue with him because they were not products of the Word of God. But he said, cast the nets for a draught of fishes. He didn't say net. He said nets. I mean, if they had fully obeyed the Lord and done the will of God, they could have probably retired the next day. But no, they thought they knew more than God did. Lord, you're a carpenter. We're fishermen. When we say they're not running, they're not running. But nevertheless, you're so sweet and so kind, and we don't want to hurt your feelings. We will let down a net. Huh? Buddy, all the fish had to hear was draught of fishes. They said, hey, guys, that's us. And when that net hit the water, those fish hit the net. And they filled up the net. The net was about to break. They filled up the boat. The boat was about to sink because the fish were products of the Word of God, not the men. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again. This time you're going to become a product of the Word of God. That's why He has called preachers to preach the Gospel, to put the Word to the people that they can hear and understand and surrender their will to the will of God and say, yes, I believe you, Lord. Forgive my sin. I'm sick and tired of the world, the devil, and myself. Forgive me. Be baptized in His wonderful name and receive the tremendous, powerful gift of the Holy Spirit and be born again and become now a product of the Word of God. And now, since we have been born again, we are sensitive to the Word. We are obedient to the Word. We love the Word. We're controlled by the Word. Whatever I may feel, hey, the Word of God has the last Word. I have become a product of the Word of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, he has to be born again. You see, the Word of God is the boundary of God. And the Spirit is governed by the Word, and it operates within the Word. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And when we are born again of the water and the Spirit, we have that Word that was made flesh 
come and abide within us. And we become new creatures through the power of His Word. That's why He called men to preach the gospel, to get the Word out there that people can know that there's hope for me. I can be born again of the water and of the Spirit according to His Word and become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, the desire of the Lord is for all of us to become products of the Word of God, to be controlled by the Word, to be sensitive to the Word, to be obedient to the Word of God. And we become a new creature in Christ Jesus and all things are passed away and all things have become new when we become products of the Word of God. God bless you today. If you have not experienced this great thing in your life, it's the thing that's missing. There's something missing in your life. That's what it is. It's the will of God for you to be happy It's the will of God for you to be blessed. But that can only happen when you become a product of the Word of God. God bless you, Pastor.
the salvation of others. Lord, the whole world is looking towards what's happening in Iraq. Lord, we lift up our Orthodox brothers and sisters in those mountains. We ask you, Lord, to reveal yourself to them. Lord, out of their tradition, may they cry out for the reality of you because they are in a desperate place. Lord, we ask you to protect them, to renew them to a real devotion to you, Lord. Renew them to their roots when the gospel first came to that land. Lord Jesus, bring protection, bring whatever is needed, we pray, wisdom to the leaders of the world. Most of all, 